Welcome to Season 2 of Pasco Podcast, a series where we discuss leadership and public service. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the 550,000-plus residents of Pasco County, as represented by the Board of County Commissioners. It's through their trust and empowerment of our workforce and leadership team that we're able to bring you this podcast. We created this podcast to help public servants build leadership skills and leverage them for success by sharing the experiences of our peers. Well, hello, I'm Dan Biles, and welcome to our seventh episode of Pasco Podcast. Join us today, we have training manager, Ben Deal, and our pet services supervisor, let me rephrase that, our nationally award-winning pet services supervisor, uh, Gina Botticello. I said it right a second ago, and now I just botched it. Botticello. Yeah, thank you, Botticello. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you both being here uh, with us today. And so we'll talk a little bit about leadership and public service and how we integrate that into what we do. Uh, So first, just give us a brief kind of history you know, how you got here uh, and uh, about your little bit about your leadership philosophy and we'll, whoever wants to go first. You go first. Let me go. Okay. Um, the how I got here was kind of easy. I've lived in Pasco County almost my entire life um, and uh, came to the county after college and quite honestly did not think I was going to turn it into a uh, career. I thought it would just be a, a stepping stone, but um, as I got here and, and worked in various uh, various departments here, actually my first job was with uh, animal services. Um, I just kind of got a knack uh, for usually training as uh, for whatever reason they would, no matter where I worked, they usually had me train uh, new people coming on, mm-hmm. uh, whatever department that was. And so it sort of was a natural fit to, to come into the, uh, the training realm for the county and eventually become the training manager. Um, as far as my leadership style or philosophy, um, it's kind of hard to wrap up into one thing, but, uh, you know, I, I always think of the term team Mm -hmm. and, and really building a a team of, of folks that, that know they're trusted. Um, and, and as a, as a leader, that's one of my biggest things is trying to show people that, that I trust in their and their capabilities and their abilities. And, and I guess on the flip side of that in empowerment, mm-hmm. um, how do you show people they're trusted? You, you empower them to make decisions and power them to take initiative and things like that. All right. So. All right. Thanks, Gina. Uh, I have worked with animals oh, probably since I was 18 and I started in private practice and then I moved to not-for-profit, which I found uh, far more fulfilling. Um, and then I decided to make the jump to animal shelter medicine. Um, and there I found such um, a tremendous fulfillment factor and I enjoyed working with the community. Um, I felt ownership of everything that we did at the shelter. Um, and so that's it. I am with animal services. Um, I hope till retirement and I love, uh, just working with the community towards a shared goal. And I think that's probably my leadership philosophy is it's, it's such a, you can celebrate accomplishments so much more with a team or with a community. Um, they are right there with you every step of the way. And, celebrating with you and and sad you know when there's a challenge or or working together so um i think it's completely fulfillment for for me is just working with others and developing those relationships okay relationships working with others trust empowerment Mm -hmm. um so 
part of what we wanted to talk about today is leadership development program and your graduate leadership development program, Ben, you helped kind of run that, mm -hmm. kind of birth that, right. if you will. Right. Um, so tell me a little bit about one, how it birthed and how it's grown to what it is today and then how your experiences and how that's impacted what you do here at the county. And, and I, leadership isn't a 40 hour a week thing, right? It's right. a right. it's a 24 seven thing and how it's kind of impacted what you do other places. So, so uh, sure, the, the start of it was, and I'll try and keep the history behind it short, um, about a decade ago, a little over a decade mm -hmm. ago, uh, a previous county administrator mm -hmm. who had been the county administrator here for a long, long time. Um, they were having a meeting with uh, a large meeting, much similar to your team leaders meetings. Mm -hmm. Most of the department heads, the assistant county administrators, division heads, there's probably a good hundred people in the room at the time. And uh, he kind of stopped the meeting and he looked around and he said, you know, there's a lot of faces in here that have been around me for as long as I've been here. And, and he was getting kind of towards the end of his career. And uh, he asked the question, he goes, by a show of hands, how many of you are planning to retire in the next three to five years? And, you know, if there was 100 people in the room, I'd say anywhere from probably 65 to 70 hands went up. And so, uh, you know, that was a real eye opener for all of us mm -hmm. in the organization that, you know, in this really short period of time, we're going to have this, if you want to call it a brain drain or whatever, you know, right. terminology you want to give it. Um, but you're going to have a, a, a this real vacuum of leadership kind of getting sucked out of the organization. And so that's when we started asking ourselves the question, you know, is, is the training that we're doing now enough to, to kind of get that that ready bench of, of leaders uh, prepared? to kind of f fill in there. So that's that's a little bit of the history of it. And um, speaking of teams, I, I grabbed a team of, at the time, you know, sort of volunteers from all over the organization. And, you know, we kind of came up with this leadership development program, you know, better part of a year, you know, anywhere from, it's varied now over 10 years, mm -hmm. but anywhere from about seven to nine months uh, time. Uh, but we broke it up into, into three major components. Uh, I, I like to call them the learn, experience, and apply phase. Um, the learn phase, we we bring these folks in. They go through about five days of, of more classroom-style training uh, on leadership techniques, uh, leadership styles. There's a lot of self-assessment in there, kind of getting to learn your own Mm -hmm. your own kind of I call them default settings, you know, and and really eye opening as far as realizing not everybody has the same default setting as you. Uh, it also gives it also gives them a chance to start build, start building that cohesion as a right. team. And then uh, from there, uh, they go into the second phase, which is the experience phase, which that's where we pair them up with mentors in the organization and they really get to experience leadership. So they get to see the the difficult decisions that leaders have to make sometimes and learn about, you know, some of the not fun stuff like budgets and, <laughs> you know, all that good stuff. Uh, and kind of a cool thing that we do with the mentoring, we intentionally try to pair folks up with somebody that's not in their immediate department. So if Gina came through back in 2017, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 17. See, my memory's still working pretty good. Um, you know, we, we weren't going to pair her up with right. somebody in animal services. We'd pair her up with somebody that, you know, can kind of give her a different perspective on the organization. Mr. Probation. It was a misdemeanor yeah. probation. Okay. So we went from animals to, to folks. Right. So, <laughs> um, 
And then uh, the final phase of the program is the apply phase. That's where we give them, we give the class uh, some sort of project to work on. And in that sense, they get to, you know, everything that they learned and experienced in the first two phases, they, they have to kind of put into action to get this mm -hmm. project done. So, you know, they've got to work as a team. They've got to, you got a team of, you know, any class ranges from 20 to 25 folks. So, um, you know, you got 20, 25 different opinions, different visions on how to get this project done. They have to kind of find cohesion and consensus and, and, and get to the end goals. So, uh, you know, that's, that's sort of the long and short of it. Uh, it's, it's been a really good program for us. Um, really proud of it. And probably more importantly, prouder of the folks right. that come through it, uh, right. and seeing them succeed and not only for themselves, but seeing the awesome things that they do for the organization. Right. Right. All right. And so you went through this, I guess, a little over three years ago. I did. So. It was um, it was honestly life changing. And the reason that I say that is I think that people go about in their daily life and they may not understand others or they may not even understand themselves. And one of the first things that you do when you go to LDP is learn who you are and how that translates to others and how, um, you know, just just your personality type. And I think that's essential in leadership. Um, it's essential in any kind of professional um, and even personal um, relationship that you have. But it it changed the way that I thought completely. Um, I always make a joke. It was like forty thousand dollars of free therapy um, <laughs> because, you know, you really do. You learn who you are and you right. learn who the others around you are. And then all of a sudden, the way that people um, may work or speak, it, it starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. And so it it was um, it was a game changer, LDP for me. Okay. Yeah, and I know that when I talk to LDP, one of the things I love is that that's where I get the most challenging questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is at the at the end of the boot camp, I get a chance to talk to them a little bit, and I get, I think, of the last class that went through, there's still a couple of questions I haven't answered yet right. because I right. still haven't come up with good right. answers. Sure to those questions. Yeah. So, so as kind of as you're going through your career, when did you kind of decide you, you wanted to lead others and how did that come about? It's pretty organic for me. I, um, I was a vet tech at animal okay. services and then accepted the pet services position and it came with leadership. Right. Um, and so that was, um, it was very exciting for me. Um, but it was, it was new territory and Luckily, I had gone through the leadership development program, so I did have um, some skills, but I really had to learn with my team. We we learned together, and I think that always being open to their feedback was really um, important in becoming the leader that I am because you know, sometimes I say to our team now, I, I can't fix it if I don't know it's broken. Right. Please, you know, let's work together to find out, you know, what is best for our department, for our agency, for our community. So I think it's, um, you know, it just was organic, as yeah. I can say. Right. Yeah, I, I don't I can't picture a, a moment or in time or anything like that. I, I was going to say sometimes leadership is thrust upon you, but right. uh, I'll use a little bit softer term, you know, kind of gravitated into it, you know, um, you know, the first first 10 or 12 years of my career here, we we went through a lot of 
a lot of hard times here in the county. Right. You know, we went through the, uh, the Great Recession and, and, you know, the housing market busting and, and all the uh, all the bad that came with that. And, and unfortunately, sometimes when you especially in a large organization, sometimes it's it's just the the people left standing have to sort of mm-hmm. kind of pull everything up you know pull yourself pull everybody else by you know up by your bootstraps and try and get things done and um you know if you know looking back that's probably how you know it's probably how i kind of got to where i am now but yeah it's very similar to gene i i can't necessarily say that was the moment in time where i knew i wanted to do this okay all right so in terms of leadership as you kind of think back uh, who's been kind of the biggest influence in your leadership progression and development and kind of how have they done that? There's been many. I think about Kevin Griffin, who is a personality style similar to mine. He's a two. <laughs> and so I like to watch um, how he handles things, how he um, reacts to others, because twos can be a little uh, sensitive, maybe a little emotional. <laughs> but um <laughs> Uh, Our director, Mike Shoemate, I think people work very hard for him because he's so caring and you don't want to disappoint him far more than any disciplinary action. You just don't want to let him down. And so um, looking at the leaders in our county that inspire people um, versus, you know, maybe being threatening or like a dictator um, that that really speaks to me that's what inspires me i was hoping you weren't going to ask this question i honestly I, <laughs> this is I, where i get the best yeah stories. i i you know i was looking and i was like oh man if he asked that question and i was trying to think you know like i wish i could sit here and tell you like some good answer like winston churchill or or general Patton or something like that but it's not that's just not me Same and so Dean, i, Dean I Biles. yeah no <laughs> no that's not the right answer i made either, a promise yeah. to myself i would be 100 percent honest in this yeah. so I, I will tell you um so this is going to come from a really weird place but you know i'm i'm a generation x i was born in i don't care i'll tell you in 1974 and so my formative years were 80s you know mostly the 80s and uh i was me and my brother were kind of latchkey kids you Mm -hmm. came home from school and you took care of yourself for a few hours until your folks got home and so we were either doing one of two things and that was either outside playing with the neighborhood kids or you're inside watching afternoon cartoons and uh, i like doing both of those but um you know i I was thinking about this and, you know, I gave the answer earlier about, you know, my philosophy on really the the team camaraderie. I think that actually comes from cartoons. I I was a huge fan of (laughs) like, yeah, Thundercats. I was going to say Thundercats, yeah. (laughs) Thundercats and Voltron and uh, G.I. Joe and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, if you look at all of those, they all kind of follow the same formula. You've got a team of people. Each individual has really unique talents, Mm -hmm. unique skills but bring them together and they can do amazing things right. you know they can fight the forces of evil you know and so uh <laughs> you know it's kind of the same concept i take here is is you know you try and identify folks um whether it's on my training team or even in ldp you, you really try and find folks um individual talents and then bring them together with other people that have unique and individual talents and 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 kind of point them in the same direction, if you will. And, uh, you know, they do amazing things. And so it works, you know, it works if you're building a training team, it works if you're putting a leadership development program, it works if you're 
fighting the forces of intergalactic in evil whatever you know, it cartoon is. or whatever it is <laughs> well you know you you say that and you know, we kind of laugh about it but reading fiction actually there are a lot of leadership philosophies yeah, you can sure. pick out a fiction just oh, yeah. by seeing how the characters interact with yeah, each other definitely. i mean i grew i grew up we would spend time at my uh, grandparents um, house every summer or their lake house and my grandfather had a stack he loved lewis lamore so i had a stack of lewis lamore books and mm -hmm. so that's what i did because yeah. they didn't get you know we had no cable tv back then they didn't get the two channels that came over there you couldn't really tell what right. it was so it was reading that and so you learn leadership lessons through sure. fiction through cartoons yeah. right yeah. you can learn them through that it oh, doesn't yeah. have to be you know a book from winston about winston churchill yeah. or something like there's, that there's there's so, lessons everywhere if right. you just uh just keep your eyes open right. and your ears open right 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 so as as you've kind of thinking through this are there any you know lessons about leadership you'd like to share things you've learned over the course of your career for me, um, I think I think empathy is okay. is one that um, I've learned over over the years, and and one that I even to this day I think nobody's perfect, right? right. So I think uh, you know that's one I always try and remind myself of. Um, I, I think you know anytime. You can just even even if it's just for a few seconds, put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand why they may be asking for what they're asking for or or voicing an opinion right. that they're that they're voicing. Um, I think that really goes a long way um, in, in in whether it's leadership, building teams, whatever the case may be, um, and not just not just in work life and in, in your personal lives right. too it's right. not a not a bad characteristic to have mm -hmm. yeah i think i agree um being empathetic also um i've really learned to listen um really listen to what someone is saying um and not listen and automatically be calculating a right. response yeah. letting it soak in trying to understand you know the other perspective i think that um when when people feel that you genuinely care, um, it goes a very long way um, and inspires people to work harder, to do more um, because they feel supported, they feel cared for. So, um, and I'm still learning every day. And I, I tell our team that I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing too. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's relatable for people. Right. 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 So how do you, um, you know, is was identified, you know, kind of your story about the development of LDP. Um, you know, we always one of our things is always trying to develop the people that work with us and under us and build future leaders of the organization. Right. Somebody mm -hmm. to take our place as we leave. Um, so how do you how do you do that? You know, I know we have the formal programs, but how do you do that on your teams? How do you develop their skills? I ask our team all the time, where do you want to go? What, right. what is your goal? Um, I really feel like everybody needs to have some sense of direction. Instead of coming to work every day, you know, in a monotonous manner, I want them to have dreams. I want them to um, achieve things and, and be excited. I feel like you should be excited about your work, about your life. Um, you should be excited about the impact that you make. And so I'm asking them questions all the time. And letting them run. I mean, people are capable of amazing things. You just have to set them up for success. And so um, we have 
um, two young team members in LDP yeah. this year. Yeah. And it's incredible to watch because I I just can't wait to see where they go in this county. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, that's exciting yeah. that's to, to see. Right. Totally agree with Gina. And um, I'll give you a, a concrete example. Um, you know, we have to do performance evaluations every year with team <laughs> members. And in all my years, I've never met anyone that likes to get a team, uh, performance right. evaluation or nor give one. one. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so, you know, you you try and try and make something this necessary evil into <laughs> into something positive. So, you know, one component of our performance evaluations is all about goal setting for the, the upcoming year. And, um, you know, obviously, as a as a manager, you're going to come with some some goals that you have for the, the, the team as a whole and and as for an individual, what contributions you might need from them to achieve those goals. But one of the things I always give my team members a, a chance at is I want you to bring your own goals to right. this discussion and, and mm-hmm. talk to me about, you know, for over the coming year, you know, what do you want to learn more about? You know, is there a part of the county you, you never knew about and want to learn more about that or whatever the case may be? And um, I'll give you, again, a real concrete example of that. About three years ago, one of our team members during that discussion, um, at the time, she was a caregiver for two elderly parents. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine there was some stress involved with that. And um, she came with this goal, this when when we had this discussion, she came with the idea of, you know, hey, I bet in an organization this size, I'm not the only one going through this right, right. now. And so uh, she had this idea of, of starting a, an employee caregiver support yeah. group here in the in the county. And it's something, you know, like I would have never thought of that. Right. You know, it's, if you're not living in that in that environment, you're not going through that, you're probably never even thinking about it. But as soon as she said it, I, I was like, wow, wow, that's a that's a pretty, pretty deep and pretty cool idea. And so. Um, we went forward with it, you know, and, and the empowerment, you know, I, I, I gave her some advice of what I thought maybe how she should pursue right. it. Um, she found, uh, she found a local agency that was already doing those on the, on the outside, uh, those types of support groups. And, uh, they actually did like a train the facilitator, um, training with her. So she became kind of certified to do that. And for three years now, we've been doing an employee caregiver support group. We've got anywhere from you know we do it she does it usually once or twice a month we're doing anywhere from 10 or 15 people are coming every meeting you know and it's they come in the middle of the day right we don't make them take their vacation time to do this Mm -hmm. you know kudos to you as our leader here (laughs) that you that you let us do these cool things but um you know and and sometimes it's just you know somebody has to come down and and for you know for 20 minutes just cry on somebody's shoulder that's going through the same thing that they are and then they're done and they get back to work and they're super productive and things like that so um you know just an example kind of what gina said of of really asking more than telling and and finding Mm -hmm. out what 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 your people are interested in and and not just not just okay your job description says this so we're gonna sit in this little box but you know beyond your job description what do you know what interests you what do you what do you want to learn more about yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, as we, you know, I think we've spent 25 minutes here now talking about taking care of our people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Our people building our team, you know, connecting with their purpose. I heard fulfillment, yeah. right? The sense of purpose, sense of fulfillment. And 
you know, for so long in, in American business, we've thought in terms of 40 hours a week mm -hmm. and we didn't take into account what people did outside that and yeah. how that impacts their performance day to day. And yet yeah. it does, yeah. right? The things that go on around us in our life impact our performance. Yeah. And so I love that oh, example yeah. about another way to take care of yeah, our people. Definitely. So as, as you're thinking through this, um, if, if you want to pick out one tool or, you know, piece of advice or piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the people listening, what, what, what would it be about leadership? What would it be? Hmm. <laughs> um, okay. I'm you want me to go I believe that you should lead with your heart. Um, I really think that, you know, it should be genuine. I think that, um, you know, you can do things on paper and policies and procedures, or you can just really let people feel that you care. Um, let them feel your support, um, your concern. And that goes so much further than any policy, than any, you know, procedure. So that's just, I mean, I, I've found success in our community and with our team and just showing that I care and it's right. returned and it's, yep. I love it. And, it. and it's actually doing it right. Not, not, yeah. not the, I remember yeah. the George W. Bush or the, no, not George H. Or Walker Bush, you know, the message I care, mm -hmm. you know, the yeah. really robotic message right. I care. Right. And, right. and you're right. You know, but it's really the doing it. And you're talking to a, a you know, a, an eye engineer who is a numbers kind of, person yeah yeah trying to do that so no i yeah. love that uh yeah. i'll keep it simple drop your ego at the door mm -hmm. i think um you know if i i mentioned empathy before mm -hmm. but I'll, one of the tools i use a lot and not because of, you know not because i'm trying to use it, it don't be afraid to apologize i don't think of, I definitely know a week doesn't go by where I'm not apologizing mm -hmm. for something to somebody. Right. That, that was my fault. You know, um, <laughs> I, I sent the email this morning apologizing to somebody. Uh, it goes a long way. It shows, it shows people that you are human, right? You, mm -hmm. You're fallible and, and, but you care, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that you care that you care about them. Um, so yeah, you know, it, I mean, it's, I think I think there's sometimes I think sometimes people too coming coming up think that leadership carries a little bit of a bravado or or, or ego to it. You know, if I if I'm going to be the leader of this team, I got to be the one that's you know braver right. than everybody right. else or you know whatever. I, I I don't know. I just don't see it that way. I, I think I think the best leaders in the world just drop the ego and and you're you're part of the team. You mm -hmm. know and as Gina said, you, you, you care about the people that are mm -hmm. shoulder to shoulder with you and, and you show them that you care about them. And if you goof, well, I usually tell them, listen, I'm, you'll probably catch me goofing. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, again, I'm not perfect. So, um, you know, if you goof, apologize and, uh, you know, let them know that, you know, you're here to, to help. Right. So humility. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, no, that that's perfect. No, that's great. Um, I don't know. I can't add anything. Oh, it's been awesome. <laughs> this, I, I mean, and you were worried. And you were worried. Yeah. Yeah. Sure was. Yeah. You did a great job. This has been really, really Thanks. good. I mean, it's, you know, and that's the hard part, right? Is to, you know, you're hired to do a job, but the best way to do that job is to be 
humble and admit when you don't know it and yeah, that you yeah. hire smart people that Definitely. do your job that know what they're doing right yeah, yeah. so kind of gets back to that if i'm the smartest person in the room i'm in the wrong room mm-hmm. right so i've never had that problem you never had that problem. <laughs> no, i never had that problem uh, i don't um, know about i'm that usually thing. i'm usually on the other end of the spectrum yeah, i'm <laughs> on now <laughs> Now, now is the time where we get the fast questions, oh, the, the ones you didn't see the questions. All so right. uh, really, it's really kind of let people get a better sense of who you are and learn more about you. Nothing, you know, philosophical gotcha. or, you know, about that. It's things like, like texting or talking. Talking. Texting. See, there you go. <laughs> I want to connect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what's your favorite city? Besides... You know, Pasco, Tampa. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say Hudson, Florida. Uh, <laughs> we're bad at this. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I I was born in New York. I didn't live there very long, but I still have uh, family up there. And so New York City is is amazing. to vi- I could not it live is. there. Yeah, it's amazing to visit it for is. a day or so. But um, yeah, I, I would not I would not survive there more than a day. Um. I just, all I can think of is New Pritchie because it's where my family is. Okay. I just can't help it. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, so what's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Whew, that's a tough one. I bet you'll say Halloween. Yeah, I was, I was I leaning it. towards Halloween. I was leaning towards <laughs> Halloween. I got I got two kids and we always uh, we always try and make like weird home, homemade costumes and stuff. So this year they were Colonel Sanders and a, and a big chicken. So... Um, so yeah, I'll probably go with Halloween. Halloween? Yeah. All right. So, dawn or dusk? Dawn. Dawn, morning person? Dusk. Dusk. <laughs> we're very opposite. opposite. Yeah, hey. we're balancing well. That's, that's great. So, <clears throat> well, you mentioned uh, favorite childhood TV show. You've already <laughs> talked about that today, so I'll skip that one. Um, oh, I could go, I could talk a lot oh, about I'm sure you could. <laughs> we, could go, we could go a couple hours about that. <laughs> So if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Oh, man. So yeah, I live with someone on. that loves, very passionate about the Civil War. Okay. And so I am immersed in that culture often. But I am very moved by uh, the acts of bravery during that time. And so that's probably the automatic thought. Okay. See, and I'm the opposite. I, I like I would I'm thinking right now, I'd, I'd probably like want to go to like the Renaissance or something where, yeah. you know, like things had cooled down and, you know, you could be more of an artsy kind of guy and not have to worry about, you know, shooting somebody or getting shot at or something <laughs> like that. Um, so a sh- I'll shorter go, period, I think. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here. I really oh, appreciate it. Uh, but y'all did a great job. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you both being here today. It was great to have you. And I want to say special thanks to our media relations team who made this effort possible. Thank you. And until the next episode of podcast, I'm Dan Biles, and we'll see you. For more information on Pasco County government, please visit mypasco.net and check us out on Facebook and Twitter.